Every year, things change in healthcare, and the profession of pharmacy is no exception. Looking retrospectively over the past 40 years, clinical pharmacy has seen some dramatic change. Yet pharmacy practice, in many ways, remains dichotomous, given that pharmacists have both clinical and distributive responsibilities. Can we and should we find a way to reconcile these roles? And what do the changes that have occurred over the last four decades say about what we might expect over the next 40 years? You're listening to ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to Focus on Pharmacy. I'm your host, Dr. Charles Turk, PharmD. Our guest is Mr. William Zelmer, MPH, Writer-in-Residence at the American Society of Health System Pharmacists. Mr. Zelmer has been with ASHP for 38 years, and it's from that unique vantage point, as well as his work as editor of the American Journal of Hospital Pharmacy, that he's had the opportunity to see the profession of pharmacy develop and evolve. And it's that perspective I'll be asking him to share with us on this program. Mr. Zelmer, welcome. Thank you, Dr. Turk. In your words, what's the definition of clinical pharmacy? I think of clinical pharmacy as a patient orientation by the pharmacist as opposed to an orientation to handling and distributing products. So my definition would tend to focus on a general orientation of the practitioner himself or herself. I know there are many in medicine and in pharmacy who tend to think of clinical pharmacy as a specialty, and it certainly can be that. In fact, there are advanced residency training programs for pharmacists who want to specialize in certain areas of therapeutics. So there can be, you know, a range of definitions, but I guess uh, based on my experience growing up with the concept of clinical pharmacy when it was in its early days, I tend to think of it as a general focus of the practitioner toward the patient as opposed to uh, or perhaps exceeding the focus on the, the drug product per se. In 2005, the American College of Clinical Pharmacy most recently wrote their definition of clinical pharmacy, stating that clinical pharmacists assume responsibility and accountability for achieving therapeutic goals. It then goes on to say that this definition calls upon us as pharmacists to be more than what it calls just consultants. What's your reaction to those statements? Well, I think that's a a very constructive line of thinking by the college. In the early days of clinical pharmacy, particularly in clinical pharmacy education, I believe that the clinical pharmacists were largely consultants to physicians in an acute care setting, and it perhaps was somewhat rare in those days for pharmacists to interact directly with patients. But I think that has changed, and I think that the ultimate goal, and we have to characterize it as a goal more so than something that's happening widespread today, the ultimate goal would be for pharmacists to be in a professional practice position where they're collaborating with physicians, of course, but physicians increasingly look to them, that is pharmacists, to take responsibility for making sure that the medication is being used properly by a patient, that we're getting the right outcomes. How close would you say we are to that goal? Well, you know, there are pockets in healthcare practice around the country where we've met and exceeded that goal. But it would be fair to say nationwide, we're still in the early stages of the diffusion of this innovation. If one studies diffusion of innovation, you recognize that a new idea, a new concept has to be in practice by, say, 10 to 12 percent of practitioners before it really begins to take off and accelerate. And nationwide, I don't think we're quite there yet to that point of acceleration. 
Now, it's long been my view that one of the biggest challenges facing the pharmacy profession has been the dichotomous roles that pharmacists play, the d- distributive role, making sure the same drug and dose ordered by a healthcare practitioner makes it to the right patient, and then the clinical role or collaboration with our colleagues from the other health disciplines in targeting pharmacotherapy. I take it from what you've said that you agree that that's a challenge our profession faces. Yes, it's a challenge, but I think we have to be a little cautious, too, about this line of thinking. You know, if you reflect on the typical pharmacy department in a medium-sized, large-sized hospital, the roles of pharmacists are highly differentiated and specialized. Not every pharmacist is doing the same activities, the same functions, the same tasks as other pharmacists. We're going to continue to need to have, I think, in hospital pharmacy, practitioners who are interested in product logistics, who are interested in information technology and perhaps specialize in that area, who are interested in IV admixture services and making sure that uh, sterile products are being handled and compounded appropriately. Some of those pharmacists will have little, if any, contact with patients, but they're still a very important part of the overall pharmacy enterprise. So I tend to be a bit cautious about the notion that or a suggestion that all pharmacists will be having this patient contact and be perceived as clinical practitioners. What do you think our profession's biggest challenges are moving forward? Well, as we've discussed previously, Dr. Turk, I think one of the big challenges, we've alluded to it here, is the fact that most consumers, most members of the public, see the pharmacist largely as someone who fulfills the physician's order, who dispenses prescriptions. And I think a big challenge for us in the profession is for those pharmacists in a community pharmacy setting to really find a way to change their individual practice environments so that they're speaking directly with the clients they're serving, making sure that the patient or the patient's family member fully understands the medication. If a client or a patient has any questions, to make sure that those questions are answered. And as a part of that process, reflect more thoroughly, more completely than typically happens today, that the pharmacist is concerned about the patient making the best use of the medicine, getting the greatest value from the medicine. Unless that communication between the pharmacist and the patient occurs, I'm afraid we'll never achieve this recognition of what the pharmacist's rightful role is in healthcare. So what you're speaking to is the approach also that I think that medicine has started to take, which is viewing the approach to healthcare as sort of a, a collaborative effort with the patient then. Right. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Focus on Pharmacy on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Charles Turk. Our guest is William Zelmer, MPH, writer-in-residence at the American Society of Health System Pharmacists. We're discussing clinical pharmacy as the present and future of pharmacy practice, or as one potential avenue for the future of pharmacy practice. Now, I think that patients, other healthcare professionals, and even members of our own profession look at practicing pharmacists and aren't quite sure what to make of the varying levels of professional competency and aptitude that they see. So while bearing in mind that we have a number of different pharmacist listeners who practice in a variety of settings, I'd like to ask, are all pharmacists clinical pharmacists? Well, no, I don't think that that is the case. In fact, I think our profession needs some type of credentialing process 
to give the public assurance that a pharmacist who is engaged, who wants to be engaged in higher level professional activities such as helping a patient manage his or her drug therapy, collaborating with physicians in this regard, that the public is assured the pharmacist has the necessary knowledge, skills, and ability to do that. And this, I think, would help the public recognize that there is this potential within the profession for higher level of activity, higher level of help to the patient, and that the profession has a process in place to sort of distinguish between pharmacists who have that ability for advanced practice versus those who are quite content to perform the traditional roles of the profession. Now, in speaking about the credentialing process, there are some forms of credentialing that are available currently. The board pharmaceutical specialties, CDEs are sometimes pharmacists, and there are uh, certified geriatric pharmacists too. Do you feel that that's moving in the right direction? Do there need to be more pharmacists who are certified in those areas, or do there need to be additional levels of credentialing? I think that the framework is certainly there along the types of credentialing that you've mentioned, Dr. Turk. And probably what is needed next would be for physicians to have higher awareness of uh, these advanced levels of practice and know what credentials to look for in their pharmacist colleagues, and perhaps even for third-party payers to insist that pharmacists who are involved in drug therapy management uh, prove that they have the skills necessary for that, such as by having one of these credentials. How do you think we might go about bringing about that higher awareness? It's going to take some thoughtful process, I believe, that pharmacy, a number of pharmacy organizations and perhaps the Board of Pharmaceutical Specialties need to engage in to make sure that the right components of the public understand this. I would say medical organizations, I would say insurance companies, and certain federal agencies such as the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. Those would be appropriate first targets to work on, I think. As a whole, where do you think our profession is going over the next few decades, where it's actually going, and where would you like it to go in addition to those things you've already said? Dr. Turk, I think that one needs to sort of stratify your thinking about that question. I think in the community pharmacy sector of the profession, which is largely controlled by the retail chain drugstore industry, I think we're going to see some rather dramatic changes. They're already beginning to occur. We see some signals along this line. Nobody has gotten too worried about it yet, but I think we'll see that fewer pharmacists will be practicing in this environment that the chain drugstore industry will be using technology and technicians to a greater extent, perhaps even to the point where in an individual community pharmacy, an individual chain drugstore unit, there may not be pharmacists there. There will be pharmacists connected remotely, observing and supervising technical personnel, but no pharmacists perhaps present physically. I think that industry is headed in that direction. Now, that industry is also very interested in specialized pharmacies, specialized pharmacist services, such as helping HIV patients with their medication therapy. But I don't think those services will be available in every drugstore. They'll be more localized in pharmacies that specialize in that type of activity. So overall, within the next 10 years or so, I would expect some rather dramatic changes in that industry. In the hospital sector of practice, where about 25% of pharmacists currently are, there is great interest in examining and transforming the practice model. 
again, using technicians to a far greater extent in drug product distribution, using technology, and moving pharmacists more into a clinical role where they're collaborating with their physician colleagues in drug therapy management. Our organization, the American Society of Health System Pharmacists, is very much pushing that concept and is trying to lead practitioners in thinking about this and in initiating strategic planning at the individual pharmacy department level to bring about these types of changes. Now, although nationally there's a pharmacist shortage, the kinds of changes that you're suggesting could conceivably lead to an excess number of pharmacists if the number of positions available is significantly sized down. Do you think that the profession will face a crisis in the coming years were that to happen? Well, I don't think it'll be a crisis. I think that pharmacists have a knowledge set that is highly valued in healthcare, and my picture is that fewer of them will be involved in the prescription dispensing, drug product distribution process. Many of those who are displaced from that activity will be involved in clinical activities, or they may find very productive employment in other areas of healthcare with the insurance industry, for example, pharmaceutical manufacturers, colleges of pharmacy, that type of thing. In August of 2008, you had attended a congress put together by the International Pharmaceutical Federation in Switzerland about the future of hospital pharmacy on a global level. I was wondering if you could share some of your thoughts and observations uh, having attended that. Yes, that was a very exciting conference, and I'm glad you're asking me about it. I had the uh, privilege of serving as one of the planners for that program. And the basic idea was to bring opinion leaders in hospital pharmacy from as many countries around the world as we could, bring them together in one location, and examine what the fundamental mission of hospital pharmacy is, and develop a, a shared picture of what we would like hospital pharmacy to become, so that these individuals then, and by the way, there were about 90, approximately 90 countries represented, these individuals could go back home and work with the leadership in their countries to begin making changes in hospital pharmacy to try to achieve this vision. And the vision is pretty much along the lines that we've discussed in this conversation, where pharmacists would be focusing on clinical activities, making sure in the hospital setting that patients are making the most appropriate use of medicines. That's what came out of this, and we've now got a cadre of of leaders in hospital pharmacy around the world that are committed to work in that direction. You know, the interesting thing, Charles, is that there's a lot of work being done now with the FIP, ASHP, and other groups to figure out how to implement these ideas that came out of the conference. So maybe, uh, you know, after the passage of some months, that might be a topic you'd want to pick up again. Fantastic. We've been talking with William Zelmer about the present and future of pharmacy practice. Mr. Zelmer, thanks so much for joining us. You're welcome, Dr. Turk. Uh, pleasure to be with you. I'm Dr. Charles Turk. You've been listening to Focus on Pharmacy on ReachMD Radio, XM160, the channel for medical professionals. ReachMD, online, on demand, and on air. Please visit us at ReachMD.com, and thank you for listening.